one foot in both worlds, keeping it real with Tanya and Nettie. This is series two, The Realignment. Hello, Tanya. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Rush today. So I'm in that kind of, I've got this extra energy to me because I didn't get to slow down, which I try and do before I get on the podcast. So apologies if I'm coming across with lots of energy. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, No problem. Rush. I don't even, I don't even try to prep for this anymore because um, I've been clearly told that um, I already have the experience. So I just, I don't even sit down anymore. I just don't. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm ready. I try and sit down for five minutes, get a glass of water, take a deep breath and go on. But today I was literally like dragging clothes off the line, putting clothes on the line. And the 10 minutes I had to swipe well, the computer silly. <laughs> I was like, she said she'd be 10 minutes. So I was folding my laundry <laughs> in and I have a mug, but it may not be mug type <laughs> material in it. Well, it's only midday over here. So. He's for a drink mm. that looks like it's alcoholic, but is uh... well, it's five o'clock somewhere, Nettie. It's five o'clock here. <laughs> I just wanted to share just um, right before we came on, I was talking about you were talking about being busy and I was talking about being busy and I've been trying to I have a basement suite in my house and I've been trying to get it ready. Because one of my best friends, I shouldn't say one of I she's like solidly my best friend, Nettie Matter. She's a super fun. She's gorgeous. And she, isn't she lovely? She's yeah. sweet and she's got this like edge to her and she's fun, but she's like super soft and, and she holds space really well. She's got phenomenal advice. She's a beautiful human. Anyway, she's going to be moving into my house, into my basement and I, and I can't wait. And her and I on the weekend, I was like, honestly, her name's Renee. I'm like, honestly, Renee, like we... We should live together, do life together, meet, you know, cook dinner, like meal prep, garden, can do all of those things, hunt, take care of the house. And we'll just have like relationships outside of that. Yeah. And it'd be interesting for listeners to see those that parallel, because I've had this similar conversation with girlfriends recently of like, you know, actually, I just probably need to live with you or, you know, you talking to other girls that are in similar situations and saying, then all my needs would be ticked other than the sex thing. But I can deal with that, you know, like separately. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not getting that anyway, thing. half of them are saying. So it's like, you know. Right. <laughs> the only thing that I don't know that a feminine could really give me would be that like feeling of protection. Like if the lion comes to get me, I need you to beat up the lion, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But at least a sign or, or actually when we were taking down the bed, some of the screws were stripped and we were, su I was so super frustrated. I'm like, Renee, you do deal with this. But one of my buddies came over, my guy, one of my really good guy friends, he came over and, and he took over and started helping. So there, I, I do have to say, I'm not a feminist and I'm definitely not a feminist to the point where I want to do blue jobs. I can do blue jobs. I like doing blue jobs, but there's a piece to... Uh, and, and, you know, interesting, there's a piece to it that I don't know if it's nature versus nurture, because I'm sure he was raised working with tools and things like that more so than I was. I remodeled my bathroom, like I have no problem doing these jobs. But what I'm finding for me in this transition, and I that's, I, I don't know what else to call it is I'm softening and like, moving heavy things is like really gross to me. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't, yeah. don't want to lift this stupid heavy bed. I just, but I, I used to get a lot of pride in being like, I've built a lot of things in my house. I've done a lot of things. The bathroom that you use downstairs, I remodeled that entire thing. Yeah. Ripped out the floor, put everything back in. But now I'm like, Ugh. like yeah. Just, and I'm similar because I've re we've renovated since we were 20, my husband and I, and like I would do so much of the renovations with him. And I've got to kind of an age where I'm like, I don't want to do that physical work. Like my body's saying no to that physical work Same. anymore. And, you know, when you look at that model that we talked about, about our age group um, is that 40% is not in your physical and 60% physical. But back when we were doing that, it was like 10 to 20% was 
not in our physical. So I think we are moving around, moving away from that where our role in society is not the one ripping the shit up and, you know, and for yeah. some people they still want to do that. That's fine. But um, we're doing enough physical work in our day to meet our 60% or our, in your case, probably 65% because you're younger than I am. But, um, and the rest of it's saying, oh, I don't want to be lifting that heavy yeah, no, I cabinet. Don't. I don't, don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. And, and my husband and I are very big on equality, but there's certain things that I'm just better than him at and strong things he's just better at me than like he just is and so he I will leave those things for him or you know some of that he, he I mean he's an architect and a builder so his ability with tools is is much better than I am and I'm quite happy to say I can't lift that or I can lift that but I'll probably wreck my back for three weeks so right we'll do that. you know like yeah and and you know that kind of brings back you remember when um we were talking about you referred to or spirit referred to these um attributes as being feminine or or, or sorry being intuitive or physical physical and I related them in my own language to feminine and masculine and feminine and masculine. I just want to reiterate, this has absolutely nothing to do with gender. It's about energy. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that my transition lately because of my softness and, and sort of leading more with my softness and my vulnerability is more of a feminine energy, which also equates to an intuitive does that make would you agree Absolutely. with that yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's and funny that because that doesn't mean that I can't remodel my bathroom it doesn't mean I can't take down a bed it just doesn't it just isn't vibing with me like it used to uh interesting that you've just said that because a friend who's a masseuse rang me and he had a client that is an older guy in his 60s and he is doing the opposite like he's finding that he's getting the feminine into his life uh, but he doesn't know how to do it like he's never been taught how to do that and so he's starting to get this anxiety and this depression and these feelings in his body this brain fog all these things that he's not familiar with and he's like what is this what's happening to me I don't I don't enjoy work I don't want to go to work I don't know what I'm doing so I'm popping out to see him but it's it's the exact same thing we're not taught uh, anymore how to sort of change that that you know balance in our body and when it comes without changing it you get to the point where your body can't hold on to that anymore it's like I need that feminine you know my age and my uh, my body type and my mind all need me to go there but I've never been there I never you know he said he'd never have a massage in his life he goes for a weekly massage now he said whatever it is there it makes me feel so good I thought massages for women on holidays you know like and that's how he was because up. he's receiving yes. so, you know like in the most simplest terms masculine is action oriented go 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 get it done female or or the feminine or the intuitive is the receiving and the sitting back letting life flow so it's yeah. really interesting how we're kind of seeing the differences. And it's not that my masculine isn't still there. I believe it's just more of a balancing of the two because it's not like it hasn't always been there. It absolutely has been. They, if, if they both weren't there, you wouldn't be out of balance, full stop. So you like everybody needs them both. It's just, you know, uh, the, the sort of pushing and pulling of them as we change that yeah. we need to balance back. Um, it was interesting too. I, I slept really shit last night. Um, and you know, when we're going back to the whole diet body mind triangle that we had, we went out uh, to dinner with friends and I don't normally eat meat, but that was what was dished was served. And so it was my only option and it was only a small bit of meat. But when I went home, um, a couple of hours later, went to bed, my body was not going to process that. It was just sitting there and it was showing me how, much diet actually affects my sleep and my body was like mm. hang on a minute you can't eat this now you can't process this and and get into that sleep that you need to so I was sort of in this thing and interestingly intuitive for my son who's down at uni he gets home from a party at one o'clock in the morning but awake and he has this feeling that I'm awake so he starts messaging me at one o'clock and I'm like isn't that cool that his intuition and we have a family chat where it would make everyone's my husband's phone go off as well 
um, which we agreed to use. But he said, for some reason, I just went to you and I just started messaging you. And I was like, I love that because we talk about his age group being 90% in their physical and 10% in their intuitive. But that doesn't mean that they're not highly intuitive beings. Um, the, the 10% that they have open in that is actually a really strong, if, if they're aligned really well, they can still be snap intuitive in what they're doing. Um, it's just that they need a lot of body work and a lot of physical work to, to sort of act and to do the breeding that they, that they <laughs> need to do. Which is not, not yet, great. will be, not yet. Yes, which is not great when I think of my son. But anyway, <laughs> Let, let's not go there. But it was interesting from this, you know, when we're starting to talk about um, the importance of sleep and then that importance in the balance of also our feminine and our masculine um, and or in my words in the intuitive and the physical minds um, it's really interesting to see how they start to affect each other like that diet the wrong diet for me maybe not sleep then today I was trying to like my body was trying to process things all morning it was just a kind of I was really out of it I just couldn't feel and I ran late like my whole day just didn't go to schedule because I was out that little bit, like everything just wasn't happening intuitively for me for the day. Um, and I'm sure I'll get sleep tonight and then I'll fall back into that, that right pattern. But also why I was awake, spirit's like, okay, well, while you're awake anyway, you, you know, you're not going to be sleeping. <laughs> so, so let's chat. Is... <laughs> Tell me, let's talk. <laughs> yeah so he starts with this whole plan for um for this guy that I'm going to catch up with that I'd only spoken on the phone that I mentioned before and um and it was really interesting because one of the things that spirit brought up to help him get out of his depression and anxiety is actually getting that flow back and we talked about a massage before for him was a good thing and massages are good for everyone for that reason because they they meet all the things they get your actual physical they also get energy they get your mind going so they get I think they put you in a restful almost sleeping state um, and so they do that kind of whole flow thing that the mind and the body they actually get your digestive system moving so where they're touching different organs and different things and especially when they do some cranial work so you, you've got this whole that balancing of the triangle that's happening that people actually don't realize is happening when they get a massage mm. um, so the thing that came up was a lady called Donna Eden um, that does this tapping thing and she's got a routine it's like mm, a I've done tapping yeah seven minute tapping and they basically said to me that is really good for his age group um it's good for most age group but his age group in particular where they're not someone that would go up to yoga or probably even do meditations are saying they don't need to he doesn't need to do that he doesn't need to go to that level to actually get balance back into his life but one of the one of the things that him and his wife can both do together is actually this tapping Yes. this um, thing and I thought oh that's really good to bring up on our podcast today because um, I'll put a link into the thing but um, Donna Eden is lovely but she is a really really nice person and she comes across really really nice and when she's doing a thing it's like you're watching play school I don't know if you have that over there but play school is a kids yeah yeah yeah, yep, yeah yep. you do and she, she she's like she's talking to all the children all the time and if you listen to that every day while you do tapping you do want to kill her so, so. <laughs> I was just gonna say that would drive me daddy like I just would not be able to deal with it but what I can say, Nettie, and you know what, I can't remember what it was, but I want to say it was something like this. And then, because I did it, I was, I was in a state in my life. My, my son was struggling. I was single parenting by myself. I was working full time. I was working shift work. And I just had this unbelievable amount of anxiety that was happening for me. What I ended up learning is that the anxiety that I was experiencing was because I was actually ADHD. Yeah. So when I got my ADHD treated and medicated, which I'm team medication, but it's not for everybody. I'm not pushing any sort of um, modality onto anybody. But when I medicated it, it was absolutely life changing for me. And I learned my depression was actually a result of the fact that I couldn't slow down my mind. 
And I couldn't, I, I didn't have, I would have almost like this paralysis to get things done. And I couldn't um, keep my house clean and I couldn't organize appointments. And I, you know, becoming a single parent when my son was like 18 months old, I had a full-time job. I had a house, I had pets. I had all of these things that I had to run on my own that it just became super overwhelming for me. But so that's what the depression was, was kind of this like beating myself up. Like, why do you suck so bad? Like, why is something that comes so naturally to somebody else so difficult for me? So hard. And yeah. yeah and to the anxiety and there's a, um, there's a guy on uh, Dr. Barkley. He's on YouTube and he talks a lot about adult ADHD. And what he basically says is that you hit a point in your life where so much is being expected of you that that's when like it really hits and you realize that you're just not functioning properly. And then that is where the anxiety would come from, but also because my thoughts move very quickly. So, you know, when you and I are, are working together and we're like finishing each other's sentences, I know what you're going to say. I know all of those things. That is kind of the anxiety. Like my mind works really, really fast. And there is a spiritual teacher. I can't think of her name right now. She used to do, maybe you can help me out, Doreen Virtue. Okay, don't know her. Okay, yeah. so she was very famous. She had a ton of different like Oracle cards that she made, but she ended up going Christian and moving away from what she referred to as the dog and pony show. So there's a lot of people in the spiritual community that were like super disappointed that she switched sides whichever, whatever her beliefs are, all the power to her. But one thing that she talked a lot about is that people that are ADHD or like high functioning on the spectrum are light workers. Yeah. Because I can tell you 110%, I vibrate and um, function at a higher vibration than most people. And I spin and I go really, 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 really fast. So in our society, we can consider this a mental health issue. I don't actually believe that it is. I believe that it's how I'm wired. It's how I'm made. And I'm supposed to be that way. But how I was sort of able to ground that was, but I still have to function in society. I still yeah. have to get up. I still have to take my son to daycare. I still have to go to my work. I still have to be organized. I still have to clean a house and I still have to do all of those things. So I remember when I first started taking medication, I was like, oh my God, I, one of my friends, Leah, Leah Morrison, she's a, a, a phenomenal with trauma therapy, very good friend of mine. And I was like, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to lose my abilities because I'm medicating this? And she's like, I don't know. I think spirit's just going to work with you a little bit differently, but it was life changing, life changing. Yeah. In fact, Remember, we talked a lot about how um, uh, I would always pick up on other people's energies and I had to have boundaries and stuff around that. One thing that actually worked extremely well for me was when I started treating my ADHD and taking oh, wow. medication. Yeah. I was no longer vibrating at that pace that was taking on what everybody else was saying or doing. Yeah. Or, or like picking up on all of those energies. So I was able to ground myself a little bit more sort of in the real world. Right. Yeah. And, and it worked. So anyway, I, I completely went off on a tangent there, but that's but probably didn't. my contribution. But you didn't because what you're actually saying was your, your triangle, you identified in that triangle of diet, body and mind what was out of balance and because your mind was going too fast for what the pace of your body is your you know that they showed me um a wheel with the spokes going you know diet body mind then they did the air the the water and the the fire or the sun and in the middle of that yeah you keep flashing watching my lights are flashing And in the middle was the spoke of the sleep, right? That's the center kind of core that helps it. That, that if you don't have that, these won't all be able to process either physically or intuitively in your body. But, you know, the wheel's going around. And when one of them is out, either on the physical side, you've got sort of two lots of spokes coming for everything. On the physical side or the, the intuitive side, 
your wheel will go off and you won't turn yeah. in the same way. And so people actually, they'll they'll say, I just don't feel like I'm in my own body. Like I don't feel like um, stuff, or I feel like I'm going faster than my body. And in your case with the mind, I can relate to that because although I'm not ADHD diagnosed in any way, when people talk about ADHD, I can relate to them. I understand that. Mm. I understand when your mind is racing. My my mind goes constantly. I always say to people, if you could understand what's in my mind all the time, you would be blown away because I don't need to watch, I don't need to watch tally or read books or anything because it's going all the time. And somehow I'm able to moderate that to sit at a pace that my body also works for. Mind you, I've had times where, especially in my teens and 20s, like my husband and I had so many jobs and worked so many long hours because our mind and our bodies were going at a, at a fast pace. So we would, rather than slow our minds down, we fastened our bodies up and we were like, right. you know, by the time we were 32, we could retire. Like we had done so much work and so much stuff that, you know, we had, we'd done a lifetime of work in a thing. People would say, have you done that? Oh yeah, we, I did that for three years. But weren't you doing this? Yeah, I was doing that as well. I was doing this. It was right, just like right. at a pace. Yeah. I can't, I can't run at that pace anymore. So, you know, I've got, I've had to slow my mind down even more to actually, you know, do it. And I, I actually think that you're on the money when you say ADHD are light workers, because I also think that's dyslexic people are light workers which, which is, is exactly what the I was going to say to you yes because there's there's um neurodivergent and most often dyslexia and those very out of the box because dyslexia isn't in my opinion actually a disability it's just your mind works differently and the structures that are set up within our society don't support it Because even I was talking to a friend the other day, we were talking about a testing system that she had to take in order to get the job that she was looking for. And it required incredibly on short-term memory. And she's like, my brain doesn't work like that. I don't work well with trying to work within short-term memory. She has ADHD as well. I always attract them. She's like, I have, you know, with my ADHD, I don't have that short-term memory recall. She's like, but that actually makes the testing stupid for, I was going to say for lack of a better term, but honestly, it's stupid because she goes, that has nothing to do with how I can grab onto a bone and hold onto it and find absolutely every little nugget in this investigation that I'm supposed to find. She goes, my short-term memory has nothing to do with that. Yeah. And that is so true, right? Yeah. So my point is, is that the structures that are created within the school system, within the workplace, within like testing is what is actually not indicative of somebody's skills as a human. Yeah. And we like to measure everything. So we've actually have to put a line of saying what is normal right? So we're going to test for what is ideal, but it's not taking into account to everything else. What we need to know really is how aligned is that person with their body, their mind, you know, so that they can produce an outcome that is positive, right? And so you might have brilliant short-term memory, but you get in there and you're falling apart, you know, and you haven't got the ability to do everything else. So And you might have terrible short-term memory, but able to know exactly where to go to find the answer. Yes. Right. Like I work in law and I'm a bit of a law nerd. Like I like case law and stuff like that. So I'll be, I I know a lot of case law, but I'm not the person that's going to be like, okay, so it's R versus whatever name, 1999 in the Supreme court. I'm not necessarily going to know those details, but I say, I know that a case law exists and it speaks to all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'll get and the then, key person involved and tick, tick, tick. Yeah, exactly. And then I can go find that information, but that doesn't actually speak to somebody's level of intelligence in the way that we test for it. Yeah. And this is what the biggest problem is, is that humans are made so differently. So we're meant to be made so differently so that we have all those ingredients to make a cake, you know, to, to make the world run. And if we all had the same mind and the same, like if, if, 
six mathematicians walked into the room and had to solve a problem, they would not solve the problem as well as one mathematician, one artist, one engineer, one, you know, florist and one whatever would together because they're all bringing different angles in. So we're trying yeah. to do formulas and we're trying to um, treat people in the same way, even though we're not the same. And so therefore what you spoke about earlier was, you know, I was looking at all these mums and, and other families that were seeming to do it well. And I wasn't like, and so the anxiety builds up more and more because it's like, why can't I get my shit together? And everyone else yeah. can. It's because you're trying to do a textbook, like, look, you're looking out the window, not in the mirror. And, and this is yeah. kind of something that came from this download that both of you and I have attached to because it's one of the crucial things to get out of this um, and to get realigned is to stop looking out the window and saying, oh, my God, Tanya's got her shit together. She's doing this and this. To start with, she probably doesn't, even though she looks like she does on the outside. Nobody does. <laughs> That's Nobody right. does. <laughs> so we're looking out the window what does going, your oh, my together? God. <laughs> What does They're having your screen? Right? <laughs> what does having your shit together even mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I grew up and I saw my parents and they looked like they had it all together. And then they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. And they don't. None of us yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's the bit that we um we strive for the word that they wouldn't let me use. And I used it a couple of times in a podcast two times ago, the word perfect. And um they were actually saying to me that the word perfect is is not to be used um because we use it, we use it in an incorrect way. Um, mm -hmm. and so we we relate it to a person and we then therefore we're saying there's one model, there's the perfect model. And we're trying and to strive to be that. Yes, and that is in no way what we should be. There is no perfect model. There is you, your unique model, and we were gifted with such variety within ourselves, not only in appearance but in abilities and in stages that we're going through, which is just makes the world so beautiful and colourful. Yeah, we're all trying to be the same person or the same yeah. couple of people. So they're sort of kind of saying the hardest part about moving to realignment is you are a unique model, right? So you can listen to other people and you can hear other stuff, but you've got to use your intuition to work out actually what it is for me that that makes sense that actually will change for me. What is going to tilt me from being on an angle back up to alignment and have my wheel actually turning the right way and moving forward and also then you've got the whole different age thing where they're saying that each age group has got different levels of the physical and the intuitive so we might be talking and going oh okay yeah we'll, we'll both do that and then you know I'm five years older than you or six seven years older than you and that actually there's a slight difference in that and there'll be times where that difference will get bigger and times where it will start to pan out again and then I'll change again so you know, even within that own sort of restraint, there's there's that. And on that age thing too, one of the interesting things that they were talking about last night to me, because I did say to them, um, you know, when we were talking about the pairing up of friends and things, I said, oh, so should we be spending more time with people only our age because that's what we connect with? And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. Community is all age groups. The more you can mix with ink, you will actually feed your physical by being hanging around with like your son, for instance, or my son. They actually have that teenage and men in particular will, will um, really strive for that, that side of it. Um, in a younger child, they'll go and feed their physical um, in that. So we should actually be associating with someone who's 90, someone who's two, someone who's 50, someone who's 12, you know, like all of those things will actually help balance it. You don't have to do it. And they gave me this really cool image. And, um, well, I won't say really cool because I said I'm not going to say this on thing because in Australia this term is actually like not a nice term and they showed me like 10 animals in a row right and they said when you're um say a teenager to in, to, to in the 20s teenagers to 20s you have and they said uh the nine of those will be chickens right and one of them will be a goat 
right? So they're showing me animals that we're feeding and they're trying to give me an example of it. And I'm like, okay. And they're saying, so in your teenagers, you need to be feeding the chickens. Now feeding the chickens for us is actually a, not a, <laughs> it's, it's not a nice term. Just say it. Just say it. What <laughs> no, does it mean? No. People can look that up. Um, no, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not saying feeding the Get chickens. Andy. Get Andy. <laughs> Andy will tell me. I, I thought if Andy ever watches my podcast, he will piss himself laughing that they've made me say feeding the chickens. But anyway, so I asked another animal, but then they said, no, it's important to understand this. So if you feed the chickens, you'll get an egg, right? And if you feed the goat, you will get milk. So they're saying at the age of a teenager, you need nine eggs and one cup of milk to actually function daily, right? And We're then they said- back to the cake analogy. Yeah, then they said, if you, but at my age, I need uh, only um, six eggs and four cups of milk. And if I don't, if I get the balance of a teenager, it's like, or if I'm going out doing all the physical stuff, which they said was the chicken, right? And I'm feeding the chicken, like I'm out there going, oh, I've got eight, nine, you know, things of physical that I'm doing and I'm only meeting one of the things, I'm actually not getting back what I need energetically. So I'm not getting enough milk. I'm getting too many eggs and my body balance is actually out. So my energy levels are actually out. Um, so they're saying you can't, okay. does that make sense? Yeah. So they're saying the way you're you, explaining it makes sense. I hope it makes sense to other people. Yeah. Cause it, it was a weird kind of analogy and I'm like I'm not going to talk about this but for some reason I've come back and I am but they were trying to say that it's important to have the right lineup of your 10 it's important at different age groups and different times and then they said you'll like times of crisis or times of death or something you might find that you actually need six goats and only four chickens or you need so you have to be able to adapt to that you have to go okay I need to be really in my intuitiveness you know I've mentioned before when I worked in the floods like I was I I had you know nine goats then and one chicken if I even had yeah. one chicken uh, but that's what I needed I needed to have that and I needed to be putting out and being around people who were actually feeding my intuitiveness um and that but then afterwards I needed to go right to my physical to actually get back where I was again so to correct the balance I almost had to go and find nine chickens you know and and yeah, start feeding chickens you know so I had to go yeah. swimming I had to go walking I had to go all these things were I had to talk to people in person I had to I did a lot of cooking like I was back using my hands and and being in the kitchen and stuff um, and as everyone knows, if they watch the podcast, I talk 100% with my hands. So those sort of physical things for me and interacting with people were crucial to get that balance back. So the moral of the story for them was that it's important to find your balance from your age, right? Your balance from your circumstances that are around you. And then your balance that is actually going to realign you back if you're out, so you can't just look at, okay, this is my model of where I should be. If you're out, you've got to correct back to where you were again. So it might mean if you're, um, you know, doing too much in the physical and not enough in the intuitive, you need to actually overload the intuitive for a little bit so that you can balance back and, and vice versa. Um, does so that make sense? It, it does. So what I'm hearing you say, and I'm trying to just kind of figure out a way to put it into like a real world example Yep. So let's say that I'm, and I can't, and I don't recall exactly what time frame you, age you talked about, but let's say I'm in this breeding phase where yep. whether 16 I'm to 32, yeah, 16 to 32. So whether I'm actually um, fertilizing eggs and making babies, I'm very sexually active. I'm very sexually focused. I want to have a lot of sex. I want to have a lot of partners I just want to sort of um, build that aspect of myself sexually. Yep. But when I move into the next phase, 32 to what's the next one? Uh, 45. Oh, no, there's one in between. 40. They're saying there's a middle, but yeah, say that bracket, there's a 5% difference, but within yep. that, yeah. So if I'm still trying within that bracket to bring in this incredible sexuality, where I want to have multiple partners, I want to be having a lot of sex, I want 
to be very hedonistic sort of in my body. If it feels good, keep doing it sort of thing. I'm going to be out of balance. And the reason that I'm going to be out of balance is that life is now asking for something different from me. Yes. Life is now asking me to raise my children, to have a career, to um, build and provide, protect, take care of things. So if I'm still in sort of that um, wanting to be hedonistic, have a lot of sex, I'm going to be depressed and I'm going to be anxious because it's almost like um, the alarm bells of our system being like, hey, you're not aligned. You're trying to bring an old paradigm into a new paradigm and you're not listening. Yeah. And it's not saying that you have to stop having, you know, that sexual activity and that thing you're doing. It's just you've got to lessen it to make sure that you're meeting that other need. So your balance is well, going Yeah, out. I agree with you. So it's meeting those other needs of, like I know for me, getting older, my need to be protected is higher. Yeah. My need to be safe in relationship is higher. My need to um, settle down and nest a little bit is higher than right. my need to just go have a bunch of sex and enjoy multiple people. I expect more from my um interactions with people that I used to yeah and that's why that's why a girlfriend could meet your needs yes because they yeah because they do a lot of that and Mm -hmm. so you're like going oh you know how come I really want to sit with my friends now and talk and they're the first person I ring and they're because they're meeting that that level that if your partner you don't move together even just my need for conversation or for me, my need to be seen. Yeah. Has grown exactly. Seen and heard. I didn't used to care if somebody saw or heard me. I care very much now whether I'm seen or heard in my interactions yeah. with people. Yeah. And, and you're I in a great pivotal sex. age too. You're you're between two. Like your your age. Like I I was there five years ago, six years ago, right? And where you are now is a really interesting, like, uh, kind of little section of where you go from that to that. So it's interesting that, you know, the timing of what's happening to you um, is provoked even more by your body actually needing a change as well. Like your, yeah. your, your, yeah. So, so I don't think that what you're saying is that, you know, and again, I'm using sex. I'm not sure why, but that's what they're showing me. <laughs> you're not saying you're not saying don't have sex, but your oh, motivations no. <laughs> for wanting it, I think, change. Your or, motivations yeah, proportion. for what it is that that you need from it changes. Yes, you need that sex is still there and the drive and all those things. But if you're not getting the other side of it, then you're not. It's it's not meshing in you, and so you actually get to the point where you're seeking out so much the other stuff that you're like, I don't even want the sex anymore. I'm not even worried about that. So that happens to people where they get to the point where they're like I was saying, their tilt is so far out. They're now not even going. I don't even want sex with my partner anymore. Like I don't even need that. I just want him to be there to talk to me, to hold me, to tell me he's coming home late, to whatever. But if it is. they had those things, if they had they those things, sex back on. They like, would want to have sex. I'm very well balanced, right? So I can tell you at 50, you want to have sex just as much as you did when you're 20. You just, 100%. if you're getting those other things, right? Yes. So it's it's a healthy balance between the two. Um, yeah. But you do, like, I love the couch time with my husband I love that I love you know we have things that we have coffee in the mornings together we both love that it's really routine it's just the two of us we do a lot of talking we didn't do that 15 years ago we wouldn't have it would have been boring but now we kind of go well that's a really important time for us that's it that's an important part of our relationship so as you age and we happen to be the same age by like weeks which is really makes it easier um and it doesn't mean that everyone's uh as intuitive like it doesn't mean that I am the same intuitiveness as a girlfriend who is well balanced on the same thing because my intuitive connection um to 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 source 
might just be stronger than hers, but that doesn't mean she's not using that intuitive mind in the 40% same as me. So it doesn't mean that you're all going to end up being mediums and psychics. It's, it's not it's not her calling to do that. It's not what it is. And for her to do that, she's got to actually balance out her thing to end up being 80% to 20%. And she's like, oh, I can get it to where I'm hearing stuff, but the rest of my life is crap. Um, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, maybe this time in your life, you're not meant to be that connected to source at this time. Like your, your work on earth is actually not to be the same sort of light worker in, you know, you're meant to be something else. And so that's not looking out the, you know, that's looking in the mirror rather than out the window again. Like if we're looking at each other going, well, how come you, you're aligned, I feel aligned, but you're uh, talking to spirits and I'm not. So it, you both are you aligned. I think you said that backwards. You said okay. looking, that's looking in the mirror and not out the window. And what you meant is that you're looking out the window and not, not in the yeah, mirror. Yeah, you should be looking in. Yeah. So if you're looking in yeah. the mirror, you're realizing that I am where I'm meant to be myself. I am aligned. She's looking in the mirror saying, I'm where I'm meant to be. I'm aligned rather than trying to figure out who, you know, who's yeah, and I, and I think that's a bit of a, I don't want to say danger, but a bit of a problem with this graph and yeah. sort of the age thing because that does not make this isn't a formula that spirit is asking you to follow and you look at it and you go okay so at this age I'm supposed to be this percentage no what you're supposed to do is when you're having mental health you're having depression you're having anxiety you're supposed to take a second and go okay hold on am I in alignment am I listening to myself am I going within and intuitively diving into what actually works for me. Yeah. Am I feeling that need for deeper connections and I'm afraid to do it? So I'm not. So I'm just being hedonistic and having sex. Is my is what life is presenting to me showing me a different way of living and I'm ignoring it? Yeah. And it, they, they are saying that the graph is very much a guide to say, if you're out, look at your age group, look at where Agreed. you are and say, what am I doing? Like I feel out, right. Um, but I'm, I'm in tune with everything uh, mentally and I've been meditating every single morning for an hour. And then I come home after work and I'm doing yoga one night, I'm doing breathing the other night, I'm doing this, but why do I still feel depressed and anxious and crap? Because I am so into this. And if you look at that chart, you're spending you're in your waking time, you're spending so much of that time in your intuitive mind and not enough in your physical mind, right? And that's a danger that people do when they go and seek to be more spiritual Psychic or intuitive or, or whatever they're trying to do in touch with themselves. They're trying to get realigned. They were actually, they might've been already tipped in too much in the intuitive. And then they've just gone super into the intuitive and, you know, you can meet people and you go, Oh my God, like their chakras and everything is open 90%. They're out there going, I'm bringing in every energy around me. And, uh, you know, and it's like, Whoa. So you've got to start looking and go, actually stop meditating in the mornings. Just do that once uh don't do yoga breathing every night do that two nights like and you start to pair back and on those other days maybe go and do a cooking class or do something else which is more uh, physical um or you know meet with a couple of girlfriends and actually chat so you know do something where you are actually physically and, and using your body and then they go oh wow I am more in tune with myself. I am more in tune with my intuition, yet I'm doing less intuitive work. And where they're wrong is that meditating and all that isn't necessarily intuitive work. <laughs> so it's, No, it it's, isn't. You need to be grounded. <laughs> yes. And so grounding often comes from our physical. So it's that balance of the two together. And so the chart they're saying is a really good guide. If you're feeling not right, to start looking at it and go back and say, okay, you know, it's, it's a chart that just guides me to say my age group for now, what has changed? Why was I feeling okay? Why aren't I not? Maybe I'm, you know, and start to break your day up and your spare time up or your work life, whatever it is, into making sure you're meeting that graph. And if you, if that's a starting point, then once you get your intuitive line again, you'll know what is right for you. And so yours might, you know, the exact same thing for me might be here, but yours might be there. So you've got to do a bit more of that. And you might actually have a lot more natural energy 
the way your body makeup is. So you actually might do a lot more physical activity than I do because right. your body needs that. So right. it's it's then trying to work the graph into things. But they're saying absolutely use it as a guide. But like anything, there is no perfect and there is no formula. Exactly. So unique. Exactly. So that's what I was just trying to say is, is I wasn't trying to say like, don't follow the graph. I was trying to say, don't look at it and go, okay, this means that A plus B equals C from a very logical, yeah. like black and white sort of place. Cause that's not what we're saying. I like how you explained, use it as a guide, but then go within and, and be like, okay, is this working for me? Because your body, your mind, all of it is going to be giving you those alarm signals. When yes. you're depressed, when you're anxious, and those I would say are like the two number one mental health concerns that people are having, it means that you're not in alignment. So what is it that needs to be tweaked? Because if you're following that chart to a T, like I'm 42 and a half, I should be yeah. here. <laughs> and it's not aligning with you, then you need to go within and you need yeah. to figure out how you align that properly with yourself. And spirits coming in now, they say, they said to me too, they, that um, one of the things that we tend to do is work on the answer last. So they're saying that you will change the easy thing first. Um, and so that part of it is actually to really look within and not look on the surface to say, what do I really think I need to change? So if you're, if you're going, say, diet, mind and body and you're thinking, I don't want to deal with the body thing, so I'm going to eat really healthy, I'm going to eat, I'm going to start like eating seasonal because seasonal eating actually helps with getting the right nutrients in. Um, seasonal food from your own area um, is really important, especially with um, change of seasons and when we talk about um, winter. And then summer, if we're actually eating the right food in the right time, it's holding the nutrients that we need to actually um, our mind and body to work in those colder months or our mind and body to work in those hotter months. And so if we're actually starting to go, okay, I'm going to work my diet because that one's easy for me because I eat pretty well anyway. So I'm just going to do that. And then I'm going to do some mind work and I'm going to, you know, do that. But I'm not going to address the fact that I should get off my ass and go for a walk once a day. I'm not going to do that yeah. because I don't want to get the up. fact that I shouldn't be hedonistic and only worry about, you know, what actually feels good. Like I need to work a little bit harder. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And so we tend to put things. So what they're saying is if you really want to get a quicker result is put in order the hardest, the easiest and hardest and go to the hardest first. And you'll actually find the other two probably just fall into place because they're probably out because of the, 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 the major issue. But they're mm -hmm. also saying that the number three is really important in this because three months is what it takes for your physical body to actually um, start to see a change. So you have to give it time to get that repeat sort of pattern on things. So don't give up on something too quickly. And it takes a full seven years from when we do something for ourselves and everything to catch up and rejuvenate pro properly. So, you know, if you stick to something, if it's not working after three months, then go, okay, maybe I'm not on the wrong track. Um, but don't expect to go from, okay, I'm not okay to I'm okay in a short amount of time. But you should see progress in the first three months from what you're doing. And, and if it mm -hmm. feels wrong, stop doing it. Like Yeah, and, and go within and adjust to what feels right. Yeah. yeah. I think the key really is to go within. Um, one thing that I really wanted to touch on, and well, three things actually. First, I actually had a friend reach out to me who said that she was really enjoying the podcast because she struggles through the winter with seasonal affective disorder I do too I don't I don't know that it's necessarily considered struggling like I think that we're also naturally supposed to be hibernating through this yeah. period mm -hmm. and just let like if that's how what you feel like you should be doing do it I mean for the last two months I've literally laid on my mm -hmm. couch and eaten blue cheese so you know yeah. <laughs> it's truly what felt right for my body at the time anyways um I love that you touched on that, but I think one thing that's really important is touching on when people are too much in their intuitive, how it can cause mental health issues. 
So I have personally seen that. I have seen people who are, are very, very concerned with figuring out what the purpose is for being on earth. Why are we here? Why does it work like this? And, and we've talked about it in previous podcasts that I don't think it's necessary to know these things, right? Like yeah. it doesn't actually help us. But I want, I'm, I'm interested to hear your perspective because I know you've had some experience with it. Yeah, and this is so important that you brought this up because this is actually the underlying reason for why they did this download. So the, the one of the biggest concerns that they have is that um, people are hearing the wrong message. And so when they're hearing the word awakening, um, the awakening consciousness, this change, we're all thinking that we're going to this whole new phase of telepathy and all these different things. And what they're concerned about is actually we're doing that tilt where we're so far into the intuitive that our realignment has actually gone further away and we are causing huge mental issues from that and we will get what they are calling an adrenaline rush from being in that because when you actually um, can get to that mental state of going outside of your body you lose all those um, emotions and everything that are attached to your oh body God, right do I ever understand that yeah that are that are the, a gift of being a human but also can be really heavy at times and so you go out of that and it's euphoric like you're in there going, I don't want to, but what they're saying is you've got plenty of time to be outside of your body. And if you don't go through in your body, at least 60% for most of your life in your body, then you are actually going to have um, not served the purpose of why you're here. Um, and so what's happening is that someone will talk about an awake the, the awakening and then someone else will come on and go, oh, yeah, I saw this. So we start looking out the windows again and we're like, what are they doing? They're talking to aliens. They're going up. They're talking about different timelines. And, like, I don't even need to be here because apparently I'm doing a parallel thing across the thing. So they start, you start working, oh, I, I saw something. I, th I think I think I saw that yesterday. That's a glitch. Like, oh, there's a glitch in my reality. What is that? And for some people, that's okay, because they can kind of get, you know, they've got their own logic to that. But they're saying a lot of people aren't, and a lot of people are struggling with what that actually means. And we talked about curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. So what Spirit is saying with that saying is they get so curious and they get so caught up in trying to match what these people are and find this amazing thing and be told that they've got to meditate for all these hours to get to this thing because that all these people, you know, thousands of people are chosen to be enlightened. So they're going, I want to be chosen. I want to be one of those. I think I'm one of those. Like I saw a blue light shining in the window in a certain direction the other day, and I'm sure that's the start of it. So they lose themselves into that and they don't ground and they don't get the physical. And actually, you know, sometimes they can get up to where they're actually seeing, you know, some amazing stuff, but they can't translate that back onto the, to the earth so they can't use the information that they've got in a positive because they're too busy spending time up in the conscious collective and they're not in the human collective the yes, human community yes, 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 yes so it is super dangerous to um to look out the window at someone else and you're assuming that other that other person because they're talking about spiritual stuff and all this that they are actually aligned so that's where we go wrong and there are some really, really cool people out there that um, are truly aligned and are giving the message. But some of the people that are hearing that message or some people who are so into their intuitive are bringing through these, the, these messages that they're hearing that we're not capable of understanding or processing and will actually get us too far into the, the tilt. So be wary like you would with anyone of trying to find those people who are aligned. And if it feels like you want to understand stuff like, you know, someone might say something about being in different time zones, like time frames or timelines, and you feel like, I feel really curious about that. We're, we're not saying don't go and explore that, but be ready to explore it slowly, work out what sounds. And if things are like, I don't understand this, this is getting too much, back off. Like go, okay, I know enough for now. I'm happy that I don't know anymore. 
that's where I'm going to sit. And maybe a year's time or two years time, I might go back, but maybe my role is not to actually ever understand that. And maybe that person is way too far in that thing anyway. And I'm trying to follow someone up a rabbit hole when I should be staying my line. So it's like you said earlier, start to think about what you're hearing and what you're listening. Listen to yourself. What they're saying to me is that a lot of great intuitive teachers are intuitive teachers, but the only message that people are hearing from them is of them being in their intuitive mind. What they don't see or hear is that these people live very grounded and normal lives. Yeah. So it's a falsified expectation of what they think that they should be because the only message that they hear is of the intuitive. Yeah. So does that make I'm getting sense? this so, thing of tick, 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 yeah, tick, yeah, tick. Yeah. So, so whatever they, you've just said is 100% right. They're only seeing a glimpse of that person. They're seeing yeah, part of the, the 30% or the 20% or the 50% or 40%, whatever it is, not the real life that they yeah. actually live. Yeah. And, you know, I've had people come to readings and and they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this is happening and I don't know if I'm manifesting it myself and and I don't know if, if uh, this is just like some pesky energy, like infusing into my intuitive. And I'm like, you're just taking it all a little bit too seriously when you're talking like that. Like, do these things exist? Yes. Do these different energies exist? Yes. But you're like almost putting too much into the ethereal. Yeah. You're putting too much into the intuitive mind to try to figure out what is a very logical thing. I've done it. This does not mean that I haven't. I have put an incredible amount of, um, and I think I talked about it before where I would always go to my grandpa, who was my guide at the time. And I always be like, grandpa, what's this? What's happening? What's going <laughs> you know, and I'd be like, tell me this, tell me that. And eventually I got to a place where I was like, don't, don't tell me. I don't want to know. I need to make my own damn decisions because even if, even if, and of course, you know, let's not negate the last podcast where I was like, well, spirit said, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but we do still, I mean, I did, I mean, I guess I could have stayed in my relationship because spirit said it was going to be long-term, but I didn't because I was like, no, this isn't working regardless of what spirit said. It's not freaking working, but I also yeah. think it's crap. I think it's crap that you said it was going to work and it didn't, you know, but, but I guess my point is, is that we can't spend that much time there and not in the logical, like we need to be like, okay, I was told this, I understand this to be this way, but I need to make my own goddamn mind up about these very normal earthly things yeah and move forward and you wouldn't you have know? a physical brain that processes the physical mind and the intuitive mind if you weren't meant to do this. Yeah. Interestingly, one piece that they're wanting me and we're very much we're at like probably 60 minutes. They're very much wanting me to say at no time is there any spiritual contract whatsoever that involves emotional abuse, physical abuse, being treated yeah. poorly, being um, gaslit. None at that point the spiritual contract no longer exists you are in the human and that is your choice and they don't mean that in a victim shaming sense they are saying under no circumstances should somebody remain in a relationship where there is any level of abuse god is not part of that god spirit is not part of that Ooh, i'm getting goosebumps they thought yeah. very strongly yeah, that's that a very important message yeah and i think it's um you know we also think too much about what our role is here. Like we're always, oh, is that like meant to be? Is that meant to be our role? Earth it's like as a spiritual being. Yeah. Like I got through my first 49 years without even considering that. And I'm I know I was on my path. And, you know, eventually I got to where I learned the language for it. But it didn't mean the first 48 when I wasn't talking about the language. In fact, I did better then than I did the year where I was did actually learning to the language. It? I did. And I went so, so far up into things. I saw I these understand. things that I, I'm like, wow. And then I, when I went back to the way I am now, I started to recognize, oh yeah, I see that thing that I saw up there 
my whole life, but it wasn't such a big deal. I wasn't trying to ask what it was or what, how, how is it? Like, you know, we're well, trying like, what to am put I words to, to it. Do? Yeah. yeah. I'm here now. Like, am I meant to ask you a question? Because, you know, I'm not getting anything, but I can see myself walk to you and ask these things. It's like, but you always have done that. And the answer comes to you when you sleep or when you need it. I, or... I think it's important to say that spirit is us. You and I yes. have talked a lot about the dichotomy of intuitive and physical spirit and body and all of those things that we actually have those integrated. So if my feelings are, hey, this doesn't work for me, that is spirit. Yes, that real, that alignment is that you can't yes. tell the difference, you know, it, well, you sort of can, but uh, like, but in all purposes, it's seamless. I see what you mean. Yeah. It's seamless. Yeah. Like I, I go seamless all the time and like my son going, oh, I'm going to text mom at 1am, which normally I'm asleep. He didn't go, oh, I wonder is my intuitive mind saying mom's awake or not? He just, for some or, reason, oh, intuitively spirit, could feel I was awake. Is my mom awake? Please yeah. tell me. No, it was just like my mom's awake. I just know she is. Yeah, I just text her without even thought. There was no even like, is mom awake? It's just like, oh, I'll text mom this now. And, and you know, I'll tell her how my weekend was and we'll have a great chat at one in the morning. And yes. and it was the perfect time for us to have that chat, which was out of thing. But he didn't think twice about it because he's not, you know, um, it was interesting that you talked about uh people in their normal life we don't talk a lot about intuitive this sort of stuff in our life yeah we integrate it in our life and I always say to him listen to yourself listen to your gut I don't even use the words of listen to this chakra and how are you going it's yeah. like no I just say gut yeah me too yeah it's like you know how are you feeling honey like if it doesn't feel right don't do it you know yeah and if yeah. you're down at like uni for too. instance and you don't feel okay you're not okay. Like, you know, then ring us, like work out what it is. It's not feeling okay. Like, you know, there's there's, and he's like, yeah, I've got it. You know, like I, I, I love that, you know, sort of thing. Thanks mom. I know you're always there, blah, blah. So the language actually complicates things. So if you want to use it and you want to do it great, but if you're especially talking to younger kids, you don't have to use that language. The more you humanize your intuition, the more it becomes part, one like your physical and your intuitive just roll over one yeah i'll give a quick example of when andy and i first went and worked in hong kong we were um you know come from a country town and we we're on these busy streets and we were walking along and we were like going oops sorry oops sorry and we would we were just not meshing and there's like literally like thousands of people walking everywhere and with no room and we're like how do they do this how does everyone need to go and the guy that was looking after us from hong kong um our middleman, he said, you're thinking about it through your normal brain. Stop and actually just let yourself walk. He said, you would be better with your eyes closed. So I'm like, that's bullshit. Like that's not going to work. So I stopped mm -hmm. and I thought, he said, what I want you to do next time you go out is walk down that street as if no one else is there. And so I did. And I just walk seamlessly through people and they walk through people. So from then on, my husband and I just blended with everyone. We stopped thinking about walking. We started talking again and we would just walk. And your body's instinctively, the intuition of your body reading what's happening would just mm. move between each other. And literally you've got like 20 people, rows of 20 people, 100 back just walking straight at you with all these people beside you and you're thinking how are we going to meld into there but you do your your energy fields all just work and you didn't hit anyone but when you started to go click back into your brain into your physical brain you're going oh something. sorry oh sorry oh sorry <laughs> yeah 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 we were like chaos <laughs> you know? yeah that makes like, sense yeah, and it was it was only now when I was getting this stuff, I was looking back at that and I was like, oh, wow, that was my intuitive mind and my physical mind working seamlessly together. And it was, you know, you could just Beautiful. do it. Yeah. So what does, um? so luckily this week, I didn't have to have a panic attack while we uh, <laughs> discussed the mind. Um, yeah. What's coming up next, uh, next podcast? I'm not quite sure, actually. Neither um, am I. Yeah, so we'll have to. Um, I, I see. feel like it's. I feel like they're kind of saying like it's a combination of the three. They're showing me the three and sort of going in a circle. 
but I'm yeah. not quite sure what that's going to look like yet, but we will get to it. So that's Maybe. what's coming up next week. Yeah. That, Maybe yes. like that circle. Yes. That's a hundred percent exactly what I'm seeing. So that's the picture they gave me this morning, which we haven't discussed. So I'm guessing that there's more information involved in that. The other thing that they're actually showing me now with a circle is we talked a little while ago about um, I could see the source and I could see four of the sources, but I couldn't see the fifth. Um, and they actually told me what that was. I had, I did know it, but I hadn't, I couldn't recall it. And they told me it was straight after the podcast and I was driving away and I'm like, oh my God, I've got a message on your back. That's really cool. Um, but you had actually mentioned that it was, uh, I think the, I can't remember if you said. Extraterrestrial, extra, like yeah, the other universes. Yeah, yeah. So you were on the money in some ways, but what it actually is, is not, they called it knowledge and the conscious collective. So that's actually where we tune into as mediums into that thing and all the information from every uh, energy comes back in and it's a conscious. And so when I'm talking about this download and I say they, that is actually where the download is coming from, from that that source. Gotcha. Um, and when we sleep, that source is where we all uh, communicate back into. Um, so it looked like a black thing. And when you close your eyes, sometimes when you're about to meditate, you'll, people can see black and they can sort of see like a, a blue or a red rim around it kind of, and they can see, I can see that's actually source. So that is what um, they were calling the, the conscious collective or knowledge was their, their word. So we will talk about that in a bit more depth as well. And um, they want me to show the chart of that. So I'm not quite sure if that'll be next week or the week after, but we will be getting to that. So it's a surprise what's coming. I know just Um, as much for us as the listeners. Exactly. Well, I mean, honestly, every single podcast, we are learning and figuring this out at the same time as everybody else. But I just want to say thank you so much, everybody for listening. Thank you for being here. Please like and subscribe, share with people that you think would be interested. And I very much look forward to seeing you, Nettie, next week, as well as the listeners. Same with you. See you, everyone.